Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of Everyone is Hot, the podcast that talks about your favorite stealth sex symbols in the film or TV show that turned you on to them. Normally, I am here with my great friend and co-host, Michael Stevens, but I'm flying solo today. But do not worry, because we still have an incredible guest. I am so excited to have this person on, actor, writer, co-host of Two Old Queens and the Celebration Celebration podcast and author of the book Baked, Sex, Drugs, and Alternative Comedy, John Flynn. Thank you. Oh, thank you, children. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to have you here. This isn't awkward at all to have a bunch of children for this conversation. Not the least bit. Oh, this movie you don't think is a child appropriate? (laughs) Well, it is kind of for kids in a way. (laughs) The humor's not that sophisticated. That's true. This is very true. And I think that there are important lessons that children can learn along the way. In right. This movie. About capitalism. Yes. About <laughs> yes. sticking by your friends. Absolutely. Yeah. About pussy over pot, you know, yeah, 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 exactly. all important things. So. Absolutely. Children need to learn now. <laughs> exactly. So, John, can you tell us who is your stealth sex symbol and what movie are we going to be talking about? My stealth sex symbol is Guillermo Diaz, who is one of those actors who I think belongs in the like, oh, that guy category. <laughs> Yeah. Where like you see him in something you're like, wait a minute, I know that guy. What have you seen him in? And then like it turns out you when you like do a little bit of digging, you're like, oh, I've seen him in a million things. Like he's in and a million like cool things too. Like he was in, you know, like uh, Broad City. He was in a Britney Spears video. He was in <laughs> Girls. He was in Weeds. He was had a big scandal was probably like his biggest thing. Mm. Um, and then the movie we were talking about today, Half Baked, which is something <laughs> that he did like very early on in his career. Yes. <laughs> Comedy classic, Half Baked, which I had definitely heard about before this episode, yes. but I had never seen, and I didn't quite know what to expect. Well, actually, I was the same. I was yeah. just, I just sort of thought like, oh, this seems like, because it's also the thing about Guillermo Diaz is like, he's in a bunch of stuff, but there's not a lot where that like, oh, it's his movie yeah. or it's his thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so it was like, so I, 
when we were talking, I was like, oh yeah, I bet he probably, he's like one of the top four listed in this movie. And he does have like, doesn't he has a, one of the bigger parts, yeah. but it's not, it's not what I, but I had never seen it before. And it's not mm. ultimately what I would see, say is like his crowning jewel, but <laughs> it's definitely, you know, like it's, he's there with a, a you know, a young Dave Chappelle. And mm-hmm. so. I will say yeah. that I did not have high expectations for the movie, but I actually Wink enjoyed wing. it quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked by how much I had a good time watching it. Oh, no. While watching it, I was like, oh, I really wish I was high while watching this movie. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yeah. That probably would have made it even better. Definitely. But... Couldn't have hurt. No. <laughs> but So if anyone who is listening has not seen uh, the 1998 film Half-Baked, directed by Tamara Davis... Here is a little synopsis. After Kenny accidentally kills a cop's diabetic horse by feeding it the food he purchased from a munchie run, he is put in jail and is given a $1 million bail. The rest of the group must bail Kenny out before Nasty Nate gets to him. The group decides to sell marijuana that Thurgood gets through his job as a janitor at a pharmaceutical lab. They become pals with rap star Sir Smokealot and the rivals of dealer Samson Simpson. On the side, Thurgood seeks the love of Mary Jane, an anti-pot daughter of a dealer. What follows is typical pothead behavior with a ton of cameos. Look carefully. There are a ton of cameos in this movie. There are. I was so pleasantly surprised by so many of them. A lot of uh, crushes that we've talked about on this podcast showed up. Uh We definitely have a Janine Garofalo episode a while ago. You know, seeing young John Mm -hmm. Stewart is always a pleasure. John Stewart, right. Death to Smoochie era John Stewart, of course. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. We have to do Death to Smoochie someday. (laughs) Do you? I mean, sure. (laughs) I'm going to reclaim Death to Smoochie. Okay. I don't think anyone else is claiming it, so take it. (laughs) It's all on me. (laughs) Well, before we get into our main discussion, we'd like to get a little slick. Oh, yeah. And we do this with the sexy trivia game. John, would you like to read us our first bit of sexy trivia? Thank you, Shelley. I'd love to. Uh, so, you, did you know that the look of the guy's apartment is based from Grand Royale, the studio where New York-based rap band the Beastie Boys have recorded their music? Mm. That's right. Director Tamara Davis is married to Beastie Boy member Michael Diamond, better known as Mike D. Ooh, what a fascinating, scintillating mm. piece of trivia. Mm. Number B. According to Jim Breuer, the only time he was actually under the influence of marijuana during filming was the scene in which Samson is arrested. According to Brewer, Dave Chappelle gave him a bag of marijuana at the end of the day's shooting. Right after smoking it, Brewer was called back to set because Clarence Williams III wanted to quit the film and demanded all of his scenes be filmed on that day. Brewer needed multiple takes to get his lines right. Hmm. Hmm. I know that's right. Might have been a bit of a messy (laughs) process making this movie. (laughs) Hmm. Well, speaking of messy processes, symbol C. The period between the script being brought to the release of the film was only seven months, an incredibly fast time frame for a major studio film. Wow, and that is the sexy trivia theme. (laughs) Ooh, I'm hot already. (laughs) So what a window in here. I know, seriously. It is insane that they sold it and then it was released seven months later. That's fucking crazy. Like, you can't even have a baby in that time. <laughs> no, you can't. And I will say, um, based on the end result of the movie, 
Not that surprising. It's not surprising, <laughs> right. When you see it, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure, that checks out. <laughs> you hear that, you're like, that's impossible. Then you go, oh, actually, it's possible. <laughs> yeah, we've got some uh, some interesting elements to this movie. It's yeah, a bit of a, a shaggy film, uh, which I think yes. is part of its charm. Absolutely. It also is very much of its time. Uh, very much of its time. <laughs> There's some moments that maybe haven't aged all that well, though nothing that's horrible. <laughs> Only some like light male rape jokes. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, there's your your classic prison homophobia going on yeah. there, but it's no, there's no like Mickey Rooney and Be- Breakfast at Tiffany's true. going on here. True, true. We have a very over the top uh, <laughs> dropping the soap bit, but uh, yes, uh huh. <laughs> but no Mickey Rooney. So I guess that right, could right, be right. Our scale. But there's like more male nudity in this than there is female nudity. I mean, there's no like full on nudity, but you know. So in that way, you're like, okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah I mean, it was like it did surprised me in some ways that it didn't always feel completely dated so that it was a little more right. surprising when those moments happened it's like oh yeah this is still 1998 <laughs> <laughs> right 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 <laughs> and this is still David not it hadn't happened yet we didn't know any better <laughs> exactly well so tell me a little bit of your background with guillermo so you're new to this film, but how, yes. what was your familiarity with him as an actor? I think the first time I like really like registered who he was, was either Weeds, another mm-hmm. stoner. He has a lot of stoner based uh, things in his, in his catalog. Uh-huh. He also has an episode of High Maintenance. Um, <laughs> and while not, I think directly weed based, you know, a broad city has a lot of just sort of sure. like a general cloud of smoke around yes. it. Um, it's in the ether. But yeah, I mean, I think it was either like Weeds and Scandal, like Scandal. That's probably like his big one, that Shonda Rhyme show, which is Bananas, if yes. you've never watched that. I have uh, not. I'm embarrassed. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's like most like most hour longs, like the first season is like, I mean, it's Shonda Rhyme. So it's like crazy, juicy, like ridiculous. You know, it's it's a Carrie Washington plays the fixer of the president played by Tony Goldwyn. And then like yes. and uh, but they also are like are having an affair. So like it's bananas. Like it makes yeah. no sense. And Guillermo Diaz is like her like go-to um like um uh what's the word i can't think of it but he's like he kills for her but like he's like he's like he's he's like that but with a heart of gold like he always does it for the right reasons love it and you know and and so like he's in that that's sort of like his big that that's probably like between that and weeds is probably when i was like all right i really like this guy yeah um but yeah i mean he's someone also like he also has a love of madonna i love madonna as well (laughs) Um, you know, all the weed stuff, uh, uh. definitely big part of, uh, of who I was, I mean, who I am, sure, why not? Um, but I don't know. I just think, I just think he's really sexy. He's like got that bear. look. he's got, he's like, got a, got like a, like a sleepy eyed look to him. Like he just always seems like he'd love to take a nap or he just woke up from one. Uh-huh. Um, always like looks like a little bit of a bad boy, like that yeah. kind of stuff that I like about him. I don't know. Like he's like, he's kind of like a little bit of a bear, which I like, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm not, I'm not a big twink kind of guy. Sure. Um, so yeah. So I don't know. There's just something about him. I just think like there's something kind of like quietly sexy about him. I love this. And I love that. Uh, so your uh, co-host from Two Old Queens was on this show mm-hmm. previously. Yes. With a, another iconic bear, John Goodman. Sure. So well, John, I, the, the, yeah. yeah. Talk about are, a big daddy. Yeah, yeah. I, we love a big daddy. We are big appreciators of the bears on this show. So nice. When, when you first found yourself attracted to him, did you already know about these like interesting overlaps of like the Madonna stuff and the Stoner stuff? No, or? I mean, that because the thing about Guillermo Diaz is like he mostly plays straight. Mm-hmm. Like, so he like he is gay and he's out but mm-hmm. and he's done a few stuff where he plays gay characters but by and large he kind of plays he plays heterosexual roles like he doesn't yeah. have baked 
But uh, no, it's sort of like as I started to go deep into them and that, excuse me, as it were, uh, <laughs> that I started to be like, oh, wow, like, <laughs> I'm sure everyone feels this, but I feel like if I met him at a party, I'm like, we would totally hit it up. Yeah. Oh, you know? Yeah. I mean, I found him like, you know, I was not super familiar with his work prior to this, but, you know, as I was like reading about him before we got on, I, he seems so charming and i think part of the charm is that he does very much feel like a working actor you know like yeah because i mean it sounds mm -hmm. like he's definitely been you know maybe pigeonholed a little bit in his career like if he's, sure yeah you know, constantly <laughs> playing like <laughs> drug, drug dealers, dealers. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly uh -huh. yeah but, but he sure. you know not that like you know any actor is like obligated to take any role or whatever but but sure. it was interesting to him that he's has like said in interviews like that that it's not like his primary concern that like he, he just simply wants to act. And so it's just, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. That he seems to have like played a pretty wide, wide range of parts, even if some of them have maybe been a little more stereotypical, you know? Sure. Well, not another thing too, like, as I was like really going deep, mm -hmm. uh, is yeah. that you get this, you, you, what seems to happen a lot is that like, it was like, Oh, he like for weeds, like he was only supposed to be four episodes, but then oh. they were like, Oh, we liked him. And so like, he was on for several seasons and the same thing, like he okay. did a Britney Spears video and he was supposed to do like one bit initially, mm -hmm. but then they were like, Oh, what if we have him do this other part? So you get the sense that like, he's someone that like, when he shows up, other people are like, Oh, we like this guy. Let's figure yeah. out more. Let's figure out more stuff for him to do. Like he clearly like seems to, like get along with people and like be like a fun, interesting person to work with that people want to work with him and sort of like yeah. keep him, you know, like, you know, cause like that can happen a lot, especially like TV and film and stuff like mm -hmm. that, TV stuff, especially where they're like, Oh no, let's figure out ways to bring this guy back or let's, let's have him around. So mm -hmm. you get the sense. So there is the sense of like, Oh, I bet he's like easygoing, cool, mm -hmm. really fun to have on set. You know? And the fact that like he has worked with so many like big names and stuff yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. So, I love like, those that, kinds of stories about like the, just like consummate professionals who like come on set, like their roles get expanded because people just like enjoy having them present. Like I love right. like, the stories about like <laughs> David Hyde Pierce, like that Niles was supposed to be like, you know, a brief little role. And then it became like, you know, right, yeah. The second huge, lead. Right. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, have you ever had any like experiences in your performing career along those lines? Well, as a writer, I've definitely had that. Like uh, years ago, I wrote for this like award show, mm -hmm. uh, which doesn't exist anymore, called the New Now Next Awards. And uh, we had a one bit for, um, gosh, why can't I think of her name right now? She's a model. Oh, Paulina Porskova. Mm -hmm. And I remember like she came in, first of all, like she like, came to rehearsal and she's just like a model. So she's like, <laughs> she's like eight feet tall. And she like came, she came by herself on a scooter. She like took off her helmet. It was just like, it was like a shampoo commercial where she just like shook out her hair and she looked gorgeous, but she was the sweetest, nicest woman who was like down for whatever. And so we just like wrote all these extra bits for her to do because we were like, she's amazing. And she yeah. was like so sweet and down for whatever. So like, yeah, it's one of those things too, where like, oh yeah, that happened. Like if people like you, they're like, give stuff to them. They're great. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. And I mean, I wonder, I mean, so something that we get into a lot on the podcast is like our our interest in in actors like as performers and like the separation between like who they might be in real life and like you know the kinds of characters that they're portraying um you know like we talked about on a recent episode like you know an actor who's like frequently plays kind of evil people but was like a good sure, like, yeah. leftist in real life and like so i think <laughs> right, right, right. as someone who's like you know works in entertainment i mean is that something that you find yourself having a hard time like not being cognizant of when you're watching an actor on screen of like maybe just like knowing that they're an actor and that sort of separation between character and actor. Oh, you mean like, because their personality makes it 
tough to yeah. like forget who they are. Yeah, or even if you don't know as much about their personality, even if it's just like, because I mean, I feel like sometimes I have a difficulty like fully immersing in a movie sometimes because I'm like so aware of like the right, act, of acting, you know? <laughs> right. I think that especially happens for TV actors because mm. they can play a character for so long yeah. that you're like, like you're one of the Brady Bunch kids. Like, what are you trying to do here? <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So I, if you found like in, in your dating career? I mean, have you like dated a lot of actors or? <laughs> well, I've been married. I've been with my partner for the last 13 years. Oh, okay. I wouldn't say I dated a lot of actors, but mm-hmm. I, I sure I've dated a bunch of actors. Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah. I feel like that's part of what takes me out as well that I've also like dated a lot of actors. And so it's like, once oh, they sure. start like showing up in Netflix shows, it like, it makes it a little oh, harder sure. to like <laughs> really right. invest well, in a show. Right. And you're like, you'll watch them and be like, oh, I bet that person was an asshole on set. Or like yeah. you just hear, so you're like, I bet that scene was impossible to film right. or like <laughs> yeah oh my gosh that's funny well so do you remember like maybe your first sort of movie or tv crush yes and i it's a weird one but i remember like as very as a very young child mm-hmm. having a crush on uh the you know the tv show leave it to beaver i do on the older brother actor Tony Dow I remember just being like why do I like him so much like I just thought he was so handsome and so cool and I just so like Tony Dow is like who I think of when I'm like that was my first crush that's funny and did you like recognize it as a crush at the time or were you just kind of too young where you were like I think I was like a little too young but I just also knew that like I liked looking at him like I knew that there was something going on where it's just like I don't know I just seemed to like him that's interesting. Yeah, because I do find it funny. I mean, like something we've talked a lot about and that, you know, a lot of our guests have talked about is like having those kind of like that pull towards certain people you see on screen. But when you're like too young to articulate, like, right. Yeah, you is, don't know what it is. But yeah. You're just like, I don't know. I just like that person. Yeah. Right? And then it's so funny <laughs> when you get older and you start watching people and like you think of you can start thinking of them in like an actual romantic context and you start right, thinking right. about like, you, you know okay. what to do with these feelings somewhat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, I know how to act this out. Right. I don't just want to hang out with them all the time. I want right. to do more. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I remember like so many girls in like, you know, nineties movies when I was growing up that I was like, okay, I know that I like that she wears a plaid shirt and a backwards baseball cap, but I can't figure out why <laughs> this is so I don't know where we go from here, yeah. but I know that there's something <laughs> so have you found that like your kind of type or like the sort of person that you're drawn to has changed over time? Uh, I don't know. I think because I've always sort of had a thing for like, like, as I said, like I don't like twinks or like tiny mm-hmm. guys or not. I've never been like a thing for me. I've always yeah. like kind of like bigger guys. I've always said like that I describe it as like someone who I feel like I could wrestle with for a little bit. You know what <laughs> <Yes>. I mean? <laughs> um. So definitely that about, you know, like when, even when I was younger, I kind of liked a little bit older, older guys, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, even like the Wally's old, what's his name? Wally Cleaver, the yeah. older brother. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know that it's changed all that much. What do you think that appeal is for these, for like someone who's maybe a bit older or more, I don't know, that maybe feels like an adult. I don't more. know. Adults or just like, more, but also like, just like more like, masculine guy you know what I mean like I like like I like facial hair Mm -hmm. I like you know like I I you know I like body hair I'm not you know like even if like I think even if I was a kid I mean I guess in some ways maybe like as I've gotten older like 20 year olds don't have any like have less appeal which I think is good and healthy yeah I think Uh, 
<laughs> I think that will keep me in, uh, keep me safe uh, as, as, as the years go on. Uh, but like, I think like, even if I was younger, like, I don't think like a Timothy Chalamet would ever like interest me all that yeah. much. Yeah. You know, like funny like Mm -hmm. getting older and like that I I was also always interested in older people but like it was really funny like reaching like 30 and suddenly being like oh god these kids are so young that are in movies (laughs) like like Zendaya (laughs) is a child (laughs) (laughs) right all right I remember for me I was watching years ago I was watching those uh step up movies you know those like dance movies yes and uh Peter Gallagher you know him he was like Mm -hmm. playing the dad in one of them and uh you know their kids were, you know, his daughter was like, I want to be a dancer. He was like, you can't have a great dance. And I was like, he kind of has a point. And then I was like, oh, I've reached that point where I'm like sort of root with the parents in one right. of these movies, as opposed to like, no, you just got to dance. If that's what's in your heart, you got to do it. I'm like, no, no, no. Let's think about like your, the body's not meant to dance forever. Not a lot of people make a career out of dancing. Maybe right. we could think about other skills. So, yeah, so that definitely that moment, I've definitely passed that room where I'm like, the parents have a point. Yeah. I mean, even as like a teenager, I feel like the like movies and TV shows I liked were mostly about like middle-aged divorcees, but like it really <laughs> a real is Kramer like, versus Kramer kid. Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it is like so strong now that like you just like start realizing like how many stories are about like very like I mean, this is part of like the you know the point of the film, but like I saw Priscilla uh-huh. recently and like oh, yeah. even like with you know Elvis being like the older character in the narrative, I was like God, this is a baby. They're two babies. Like, yes. getting married. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely have that. It's like, oh, they, of course they're making every, like, you're like yeah. so much more sympathetic. You're like, of course they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Of course they're acting irrationally. They're in their 20s. How can you expect them to do anything to make any correct choice? Right. Exactly. Like, these people know nothing. <laughs> I can't deal with it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, when did you, like, first discover Guillermo? Was that in Weeds, did you say? I think it was probably Weeds mm-hmm. or it might have like totally solidified and made probably maybe Scandal because I watched like the first mm-hmm. season and a half of that show. Okay. But again, like most like most hour long shows, the first season, I think, can be like really tight and fun. But then after mm-hmm. that, like after the because usually like the writers have really figured out that first season. Right. And then after that, when they're like, oh, we've got more episodes to do. And that was also back in the time where like a season was like 20 something episodes. Right. Yeah. So it's not just like a tight six and we're out. It's like, OK, we have all these characters. Everyone needs to have a big arc because we've got yeah. all these big actors. and We're paying them all this money and so they just become insane you know what i mean like the, the uh, third or fourth season of any like hour-long like nighttime so right. is always just like wait what you yeah, know what like i mean it's throwing like shit at the wall that character's <laughs> been married and divorced five times already they've you know they've killed so many people although like guillermo diaz did like he again he was the the mercenary with the heart of gold i love it uh, my favorite type of character honestly <laughs> exactly yeah you need that i mean if you have that many hours of television you got to get to know them a little bit better oh, yeah the boardwalk empire guy with half a face i was all yeah. into him like come on absolutely yeah <laughs> it's like it's okay you see him enough he's you're sad like, yeah you don't understand him <laughs> <laughs> he's really complex actually <laughs> that's funny and he does seem to be i mean it's interesting like hearing about him on a show like a scandal because like that feels so worlds away from the world of half-baked where he absolutely like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like such a like sort of broad performance it's such and- a cartoon where it's like he's mm-hmm. he 
he plays in the, you know, in Half Baked, he plays a character who works at a fast food, you know, a generic fast food mm-hmm. joint. But he's always dressed as if he is, like, he always is in, like, the Burger King colors. Of, yes. Like, red and yellow and orange. Uh-huh. Like, he always, it's that kind of, it's almost like the world of Glee, where, like, if you're mm-hmm. a cheerleader, you're always dressed as a cheerleader. If yeah. you're this, you're always, you know, like, it's that, you know, like, a, Dave Chappelle is almost always in, like, his janitor, for, you know, like, yeah. Tom's. You know, it's that it's that world. Although, mm-hmm. if you go back, like, because I did go back and watch an episode of Scandal, mm-hmm. and, like, the wig and the facial hair that they have Guillermo <laughs> Diaz in, it's like, there was no, but, like, it was like, it was like, pick something out from that box of, of hair <laughs> over there, and we'll glue it to your face. Like, it doesn't look, it's not what you'd expect from a Shonda Rhyme show, but, That's you so know. funny. I love a bad wig. Oh, oh, man. Well. <laughs> One of my favorite things in the world. There was a movie, uh, I think it was just called Christine, that one from years ago with um, oh, Rebecca Hall. Stephen or, King? No, oh, no, no. no. That, though I love that one. But this is the one where she is about the woman on the like news program who killed, killed herself on camera. Oh, but, God. <laughs> so, and they didn't have a wig budget? Oh, geez. So, so dark, and her wig was so distracting. Uh, <laughs> that's my, like, that's how they softened way. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if she's got a bad wig, head. it'll be okay. No one will get too traumatized by this. It pulls them out just enough. Yeah. Oh, exactly. But that is, I guess that is funny because maybe there is some like a little bit of overlap between like a half bake and one of these sort of like like you say nighttime soaps that like you are in some ways having to play a bit of like archetypes a little bit I guess in in both yeah. kinds of projects because they're not going for subtlety in either of those. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, or like you can't be too grounded in reality in either like in either one of them. Right. And I <laughs> I really like that that extended to like his physicality in the movie that like he has this like interesting almost like dancery kind of like twitchiness that Yes. Mm-hmm. That I thought was an interesting choice. <laughs> I mean, that, that sounded like passive aggressive, but, but I, I genuinely think it was. <laughs> I mean, it was a, more of a choice than you would expect from a movie called Half Baked, a stoner comedy called Half Baked. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I was impressed by like how relatively grounded Chappelle was in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's one of his, it might have been like his first like the first movie that he sold or something like that. But though yeah. he has said like in interviews that he sort of is like, he wrote a much more interesting script and that just became a stoner comedy for kids. Yeah. And, but I mean like there are scenes where like they get high and they're like literally are flying. Right. So, you know, <laughs> like they blow pot smoke in a dog's face and the dog starts flying. So, you know, like it's not oh, meant to be. I really, I really was into the dog part. <laughs> this is where I was like, I wish I was with five other people and we were all super high. Like, I think that's the way to watch this movie. Right, right. But yeah, but it was interesting for me, like seeing him in this movie because I mean, you know, obviously nowadays uh, Chappelle is, a, you know. No, sure, sure, always, sure. Yeah, uh... <laughs> right. It's true. Like it is because like now he's very much like that. I've got everything figured out. Yeah, like he has like... this sort of era aura of like mm-hmm. I know how I my point of view is on everything is absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. And in this one, he feels kind of like young and still like it's kind of exciting in that his sort of yeah. like yeah, I think this is how you act in a movie. I think this is what you do. And you know, like it is yeah. a little broad, but it is all still very good. Mm-hmm. But even if it is kind of like. Maybe a second pass, but then, but that's when you're like, oh, seven months. You know right. what? For seven months, this is an A. You Not know, too shabby, and yeah, they're kind of like genuinely charming in it. But yeah, yeah. I, I think it extends to like the whole cast. Like even though they are playing it so so big, I think everyone comes yeah. across as like pretty like fundamentally likable. You know, absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It seems like it would have been a fun set to be on. Yeah. So are you in general, like, do you have like an interest in these kinds of sort of like working character actors? Because I mean, thinking about his career and, you know, 
thinking about like this the scandal of it all and stuff like it, yeah. I mean, it definitely made me think of you know that kind of category of actors like an alan cumming or something where it's like they mm-hmm. reliably show up in everything right right <laughs> and like whenever you see them you're like oh awesome they're here but they're yeah. like not on the marquee ever yeah but they're always value yeah. added yes exactly yeah i mean i think those are such those i mean those are such great actors i would love to have a career like that yeah. um <laughs> But yeah, I think that there, there's something fun about that, about like mm. whenever you see them, you're like, oh, this is going to be, it gets you a little bit excited to be like, oh, here's an old friend who I don't see enough of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, so as you know, I've listened to a lot of your podcast and I really enjoy it. <laughs> and it does seem like you get a lot of comedy people kind of like that yes. on Two Old Queens that are mm-hmm. people that, you know, might show up for a scene in a TV show, but they're like consistently charming and funny and likable and like yeah. it's always like oh it, it's nice to see this always a good again. time right yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he's been in a couple of Guillermo Diaz has been in a couple of music videos with big artists yes. um mm-hmm. so yeah so have you seen his like work as is he an actor in those is he a dancer in those <laughs> he's uh well the Britney Spears one that he's in mm-hmm. he is actually do it that was one of the cases where like he was just supposed to be his character from Half Baked. Oh, that's so so you know how in Half Baked where he quits his job and he's like, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. Yeah. You're pretty cool. Britney <laughs> Spears does that to him, but he's the one who's pretty cool. But he's literally dressed in his costume with the crown on and all that stuff. Oh my god! That's so but cool. then later in the video, when she's because the the concept of that video is like she's being stalked by paparazzi and they're like mm. Terminators who are like trying to get her. Oh, and then Guillermo Diaz just drives up in a convertible and is like, Hey, Britney, come, come on, I'll save you. And so she gets in the car with him. <laughs> They drive around, she sings, and then he pours milk on himself. Doesn't quite make sense, but you're like, whatever, it's a music video. Oh my God. But that was a case of like, he wasn't supposed to do that initially. He was just supposed to do that one part Mm -hmm. about half baked. And then they were like, hey, Brittany liked him. And so they're like, let's have him do this part. That's really funny. I love that. Oh my God. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so obviously, you know, we are in agreement that Guillermo Diaz is incredibly handsome and charming. Yes. are there any recent performances that you've seen, like maybe from like a movie that's come out in the past couple of years or a TV show that like someone who's like really stood out to you as being like, that's like what I find attractive on screen? Ooh. Um, hmm. I had a lot in Oppenheimer. <laughs> in Oppenheimer? Yeah. Okay. David Krumholtz in that was really Oh, I love me. Dave Krumholtz. Yeah. I think he's really sexy. He's so sexy. He's, Yeah. He's one. And he's another one who's like just been around forever. And like yeah. you see him, you're like, oh, Dave Crumholds. Oh, he's here. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer's like such a type. Yeah. Like that, like that casting director. You know what I mean? Right. Like they definitely are like, okay, I know what this is about. Yeah. Um, Every single that guy was uh, seemingly. Yes. There's like, it's such, it's such a that guy movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dave Crumholds is a good one. Yeah. I'm so bad at like thinking of names on the spot. Um, <laughs> You know, I, and I also liked him because it's been interesting seeing him like grow up on screen and like grow right. into this very sort of like daddy bear type. Definitely. <laughs> like, so it's we just we just did Ice Storm on our podcast and he's oh, in that too. Yes. Ice Storm is another one of those movies where like there's because I don't know if you've seen the Ice Storm, but there's like mm-hmm. a bunch of kids and adults and the kids yeah. were like Dave Krumholtz. Elijah Wood, yeah. uh, Toby Maguire, Katie Holmes, Christina so Ricci good. was like, this casting director, hats off to you because Seriously. you fucking across the board called it with all of these younger, like late, you know, like late teen actors, like totally exactly. hit it out of the park. 
yeah, it was so good. Yeah, and it like it also even just like as like a young young man, like I, I watched a little bit of that show Numbers back in the day, which I mean, oh like yeah, that was I've never seen that one, but that was a big one for him. Yeah, and it's it's fine, but it's like it you know very sort of standard like network TV show, and like he's uh-huh. so like clearly they put a lot of pressure on him to be like you know handsome and trim and like sure yeah yeah yeah. you're a leading actor of a tv show you gotta you gotta hire a personal trainer yeah i mean the show do you know what i'm watching now he's not there's no he's very conventionally good looking but um uh my husband and i are finally catching up on the last season of uh reservation dogs oh which is the actor plays bear oh it's so good yeah and the uh the like the lead guy in that he's Mm -hmm. super sexy he plays a character named bear he's not a bear at all he's like a young very like sexy skinny (laughs) guy but he's very very hot oh yet another reason to watch this show i've been meaning to for ages. oh it's really really good i definitely checked that out um what else yeah that's funny what kind of I mean, this is getting a little bit off topic here, but sure. I mean, as a writer yourself, I mean, when you uh, look at like TV writing, like what is it that like kind of is compelling for you? I mean, with TV, especially it's just like characters because yeah. they're because you have to go through so much story like movies and, you know, stuff like that. You have like a very finite story. So it's kind mm-hmm. of easy to just get more focus on like the plot and the story. Whereas with TV, because it's going to be hours and potentially if it goes on for like several seasons you just right. like, you just need really fun characters that you like hanging out with mm-hmm. and it's less about you know necessarily like what the story i mean like yes the story is important but it's more about yeah. just like hanging out with these characters i mean another thing this is not at all like contemporary but my, um <laughs> for the first my husband and i are w- going through all of seinfeld which i had never watched before it's oh, one of his really? favorite shows i'd never seen it oh so we're literally just started season six and we're just at the halfway mark of yeah. the number of episodes but it is amazing first of all to just see like how different writing is now yeah because it's just so like I mean, like, first of all, here's my hot take on Seinfeld, having never seen it before. It's a very funny show. What? <laughs> Controversial. Oh, the no one said this before, but it's funny. Uh, and But it's like the style of writing is so different, just in the mm-hmm. fact that, like, you know, like, again, like Jerry Seinfeld has had, I think, like 50 girlfriends at this point. And there have right. been the ends of certain episodes. Like, there was one episode where, like, uh, like a, a band moved in the apartment above Jerry Seinfeld. And I was like, do we ever see them again? My husband was like, nope, never see them again. You never hear, like they just don't care about that, which in a way it's kind of yeah. refreshing that it's just yeah. like, here are these four, like the four main characters, you get the archetypes. They're all played exquisitely. Like those actors, I mean, Jerry Seinfeld's not the best actor, but like yeah. Jason Alexander, Julie Louis Dreyfus, and uh, you know, Michael Richards yeah. are great actors. They're so great at the, at playing these characters. Mm-hmm. And it's just like fun. And then of course it's the incredible supporting cast of, you know, like you got, Wayne Knight, you've got the, all the bosses and, you know, and stuff like that. And there's just also like the parade of girlfriends that Jerry Seinfeld has. <laughs> yes, yes. You know what I mean? Like Courtney Cox, you've got uh, Anna Gunn, you've got, mm-hmm. uh, what's her name? Uh, White Lotus, I can't think of her name. Oh, Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah, yes. Like it's just insane the number of, of people in this right. in the show that you're just like, oh my God, that person is not someone yet, but they're about to become someone right. very, very yeah. significant. Like Courtney Cox was like the job she had before friends. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like, they were like almost like uh, ordained by yeah. Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> exactly. Like, like you can be a star now. All right. You, yes. <laughs> you paid your dues. You've, you've done a, you've been a guest star on Seinfeld. Now you can actually have your career. Yeah. Though God, wouldn't you hate it if you were like one of the girlfriends who was like, not Courtney Cox, if you were just right. Like, I'm sure some of them are just like, well, I'll look at all these other people. My where, where's my phone call. It's going to be any day. <laughs> now right oh my gosh yeah didn't they like famously like not like the uh actress who played um uh george's 
fiance and so they like killed her off <laughs> i don't know what why that happened we haven't gotten to that yet okay. but I, I know i know that she dies and i know how she dies yeah but uh but it's weird because she shows up early on and then goes away and then I know she comes back. Okay. Yeah, we haven't gotten to the part. We haven't got where, where yeah. my husband and I are. She hasn't come back yet. But we're okay. only, again, halfway through the season and it's season so six, funny. which is insane oh my God, to look yeah. at it and be like, oh, they did 173 episodes of this show. Yes. That's okay. nuts. That is the interesting thing, I mean, about the sort of, like, evolution of, like, sitcom writing, I guess, that, like, especially right. these long-running shows, like, that you can see the writing change, like, over the seasons. Like, I mean, a few years ago, I right. did, like, the big rewatch of Frasier, and, like, okay. the writing is so different in the early episodes than in the late ones. Mm -hmm. Like, like it was that's much more episodic early on. Right. I think that's definitely true with comedies, especially because you start to go, like, oh, David Hyde Pierce is great if we give him this. So let's give yeah. him that. You know, this person is great with this. Let's do, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think that definitely happens. Or you get a sense of like, especially like something that's like a big ensemble, like The Office or Parks and Rec or 30 Rock, where you're like, these two actors work really well together when they're yeah. doing this. Or these two, you know what I mean? Or these two people play off each other great in this way. Mm -hmm. And so once you start to learn that, how that just informs the writing. That's usually like, I feel like with a lot of comedies, the third season is when it almost always like, it takes off. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there are so many shows that like I want to like introduce to friends and family and stuff that I'm like, just skip the first two seasons. <laughs> yeah, like, you don't need it. Yeah, yeah. You'll go back to it later. <laughs> when you have affection you'll get it. For yeah, it. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And I mean, I'm sure that you've experienced this as well that like, I mean, the frustrating thing of like how so few shows are able to get these multiple seasons right. these days. That, exactly. Like, everything's canceled so quickly. And it's like, you wouldn't have the Seinfeld that we have. Oh, I mean, those that first, the first season is, first of all, six episodes. And yeah. it's so weird how like, they, it's, it was funny to watch and just be like, oh, they haven't figured out the diner yet. So like a yeah. lot of those early diner scenes are like very dark mm -hmm. like very like poorly lit and almost right. like a weird, like they're kind of doing a noir or something. Like it's right. so weird how they just were like, they're figuring it out. They don't know what they're doing. Yet. It's like, mm -hmm. and thank God for them that they were like allowed, they were like under the radar enough that it was yeah. like, okay, I get, you know, it's one of those, like, I guess they didn't cost that much money. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? That they, that it made sense to renew them and to keep going with them. That's so funny. Yeah, the the diner is always funny to me because so I went up to college around where the the actual diner is, but it's oh, so okay. funny seeing the show because like you see the exterior that they clearly shot You're in like, New York, and then you see them on set in LA the rest of the time. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, that's not the inside of that building. At yeah, exactly. All. It does right. not look like this, <laughs> but it is still a tourist destination for anyone starting school. So. <laughs> right, I'm sure. That's also another funny thing, like living in LA and New York is like when you watch anything set there. And someone's yeah. like, they go from there to there. And you're like, in 10 minutes, they walk from that side of town to that. Side. No, they didn't. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? Or like, that that's two hours away. What are they do? like? What are you talking about? Yes. And everyone's <laughs> apartment is way too big. Everyone's <laughs> apartment is enormous. No one has a job. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, speaking of, you know, Guillermo Diaz being on like Girls in Broad City, those are two shows that I was like, they kind of look like humans' apartments. This is great. Right, <laughs> like, <laughs> right exactly. Oh, they're all on top of each other. Yes, yeah, that is exactly. correct. They have annoying roommates. <laughs> oh, wow, relatable. <laughs> well, so so you clearly are, you know, watch a lot of TV with your husband. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys find that you have like overlap in like what kind of taste that you have in these, in the actors that you enjoy? Uh, I, I guess we don't talk about it too, too much. Sure. You don't constantly ask your husband who else he's attracted to? Who's, so if you could fuck anyone on this TV show right now. Not me, because I'm not on it, so that's okay. Uh, I mean, I think we're we're both similar in that we we like kind of like bigger, sort of like more mm -hmm. substantial people. We're not, yeah. neither one of us are like into like twinks. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, I mean, it's also the thing too now. Now it's like they don't let a lot of uggos on TV or movies, <laughs> right? It's like, and it's something that you see like over time. Like it gets less and less. Like it used to uh, be like in, like if you substitute watch movies from the seventies, which I but I also love that. I love that there's like you yeah. have like the leads who are like gorgeous, and then mm-hmm. everyone else is like human beings you know yeah. like or like you get like really fun great character faces okay mm-hmm. you know what i mean and now it's just like everyone's a model right and it is it's almost <laughs> like a bell curve a little bit because it's like you watch like 50s movies and it's like people like the vaseline on the lens or whatever oh yes like <laughs> the 70s and suddenly everyone looks like gene hackman but like yeah. <laughs> and, you're, and you're back again <laughs> right and then it's back to like everyone's a model yeah exactly right though it is funny mm-hmm. i feel like watching 70s movies like every guy is balding and has like yellow teeth and like every right, woman yeah. has like the exact same pair of tits like they all yes. look exactly <laughs> but they're the same. also just like leaner there's like so thin but they're, but they're... flat tits like long flat tits yes <laughs> yes and it's also like exercise technology or just like knowledge isn't there so like so many guys take their like shirts off and it's like they're not out of shape but there's no like right. they don't have like pecs so they don't have like big muscles or definition but they're yeah. like lean yeah they're like cigarette skinny Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, these guys have, like, for breakfast, they had a cigarette and vodka. Like, they <laughs> they have right. never touched and For dinner, a they're having wine, and that's yes, it. Yeah. Exactly. I do love, like, uh, you'll sometimes see, like, on Twitter, things go around from, like, women's magazines in the 70s. It'll be like, how to get into your best shape of your life. It'll be like, for breakfast, <laughs> one glass of white wine <laughs> and a bowl of cottage cheese. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we're getting cheese was like for every meal, is what it was. <laughs> exactly. Half a piece of toast and your second glass of white wine. <laughs> like, and then three deep breaths and you'll be full. <laughs> Smoke a half a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> Take a Valium and go to bed. <laughs> and smell an apple, yes. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's great. Well, so thinking about the movie Half-Baked, right. you know, we like to do... <laughs> We like to do some sort of pairing and this could be, you know, what you would suggest for like a double feature. It could just be Uh a movie that you think someone who enjoyed this movie might like. And it doesn't have to be about half big specifically. It could be if you like this performance from Guillermo Diaz, like Uh what kind of other movie or TV show do you think someone should check out? Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, if it's Guillermo Diaz specifically you like, I would check out Weeds. He shows up in season three. Mm Hmm. It is the general comedy and vibe of the time. Maybe a death to Smoochie. Here you go. Well, I think I'm on board. <laughs> um, but I think also if you like this sort of like weed comedy of all, then I think any of the Harold and Kumar movies, especially the first mm. one, would oh, yes. be a good pairing. Oh my god! Yeah, I haven't watched that movie in a long time, but man, I found it so charming back in the day. Yes, and <laughs> like, well, also at the time, it felt so refreshing. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Oh my god! And like getting, yeah, getting to see John Cho, who is one of my personal favorites, like yes. lead a film is so exciting. Mm-hmm. Right, did and Cal Penn is also sexy and great. Yeah. Oh my, and now it's just like I guess in politics forever. Yeah. Does he, <laughs> okay. Does he act? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you just like went and worked is for that... Obama and was like, I'm done. <laughs> He's like, I guess this, they have really good health insurance here so i'll stay here yeah (laughs) yeah what a difference uh from you know like bill clinton saying he like didn't inhale to uh cal penn going from harold and kumar to working for the obama administration right right now it feels like if a politician said they never did drugs you'd be like get out of here you liar (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah i guess when i was thinking about pairings i was definitely thinking along the the stoner lines uh Mm -hmm. and i am a great fan of the movie the beach bum the harmony corinne movie um, oh, with Matthew McConaughey. It is okay. so good. I, though I think it, it might be a bit 
divisive because like I think if you are on its wavelength, you love it. And gotcha. if you're not, you fucking hate it. <laughs> I tried showing it to my gotcha, parents because gotcha. they it's like set in Florida and they love Florida. And I was like, oh, you guys are going to love this. And this they were like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were like, what the fuck Get is the this hell out movie? Of here. <laughs> but yeah, I would, I would highly recommend it. Um, All right, I'll check that one out. Yeah, so, pardon me. You mentioned that you have authored this book uh, called Baked. Yes. Uh, could you tell me uh, a bit more about this book? Sure. So it's a memoir. So for several years in the early 2000s, I made my living selling pot cookies That's so in cool. New York City. So it is the story of me doing that. It started uh, as a fundraiser for I co-written a parody of the movie Showgirls with Jackie Clark and a lot of people at the UCB, the Upper Art Citizen Brigade Theater in New York at the time. And so we needed to raise money to take it to the San Francisco Sketch Festival. So that's how I started, got into selling drugs. And um, turns out selling drugs is as easy as selling drugs. It's uh, super fun. It's a great, it's like one of my favorite jobs I've ever had because it's yeah. like every time you show up somewhere, everyone's like excited to see you. Cause it's like, yay, you're here. It's like constantly walking into a surprise party for yourself. Um, you get to meet so many different kinds of people. You yeah. got like, I just had so many different fun adventures and got to see so much of New York. That's so cool. it's just like, uh, my experience is doing that and what that was like for, uh, yeah. So you can get it either on Amazon or you can get it on my website, John Flynn Comedian. If you want an autograph copy, you can get it that way. Ooh, I love it. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, that Very was fancy. one of the interesting things about watching this movie is like how much like weed culture has changed in New York in just the last right? few years. Cause like, well, cause now, it's legal, first of all. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but now it's like every, every like deli has turned into like, oh, you know, a weed store. You get so some pre rolls. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, I remember, you know, even just a few years ago, it's like if I wanted to, you know, smoke weed, then I had to like call some guy whose number I got from a friend who then would come to my apartment, but he had to go all the way to Brooklyn right. so I had like a crazy minimum to, like right I had that too if I was because yeah. I lived in Astoria I was yeah. like if I'm going to Brooklyn you have to buy x number of cookies right yeah that's <laughs> funny so do you feel like uh the the movie captured sort of the tone of like the the earlier sort of weed culture of New York I think so. I mean, like, I, I wasn't able to just, like, give out free samples and just sure. do that. Like, they have the movie where they're just, like, the first time I was like, here, take right. all this. I don't know that anyone actually flew on my cookies, mm -hmm. um, but uh, they were pretty strong. Yeah. Also, if you're looking for the recipe of how to make them is also in the book, if you're interested Amazing. in doing making your own. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, it's... Uh, I mean, another show that is really good at that Guillermo Dears was also known as High Maintenance. He's in an episode of yeah. that. That's another show that I think does does a pretty good job of like capturing that. Yeah. Oh, I love that show. Yeah. And that felt definitely felt more uh, akin to my experiences from at least a few years yeah. ago. Than, <laughs> and half baked did. It felt a right, little yeah. <laughs> slightly different. A little cartoonish. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> not so much not so much uh, male prison stuff in your experience with uh, buying weed. Yeah, not that quite, makes sense. but you know, that <laughs> life life is young, yes. So who knows, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> who knows where it'll so go. So much is ahead of you, yes. <laughs> oh my God. Well, before we wrap things up, we always okay. like to finish with a little game. And right. so this week we will be doing a Fuck, Mary Kill, Sexy Stoners mm -hmm. edition. Uh, okay. So our choices here are Guillermo Diaz in Half Baked. Okay. Jeff Bridges in The Big Lebowski. Okay. And Cal Penn in Harold and Kumar. Okay. These are very different I mean, types. They are. I would happily fuck all of them. <laughs> yes, same. <laughs> um I'm trying to think. There's none that I want to kill. 
this is the issue. They're all such amiable stoners. <laughs> and the thing too is like with stoners, for the most part, you feel like if you don't expect anything from them, they're pretty easy to get along with. Uh-huh. <laughs> so being married to any of them doesn't yeah. seem like they would get on your nerves that hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is true. <sighs> Though, I mean, if you are with Jeff Bridges, you have to have the expectation that someone's going to break into your house and piss on your rug. Right. Which yeah. that would be difficult to live with. That's long term. tough. Rug means so much to me <laughs> that I, I mean, couldn't it does possibly. Tie the room together. <laughs> it does, right? I mean, it is the, it is the the unsung hero of any room is the rug. <laughs> I mean, I'm, a lot I, of scrapes, you know. <laughs> that's true, but he does get out of them, and he's good natured. He's not. He's not. He's not a bad person. He's not like causing these scrapes to happen. He's just sort of a victim of circumstance. This is very true. Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, for that. I feel like of those three, mm-hmm. the one who would be, who could most potentially sort of like take care of you in the marriage <laughs> thing would be Cal Penn, I think. Yes. He's got that good government health insurance. So I'll marry Cal Penn. Uh-huh. I'll fuck Guillermo Diaz. Okay. And I guess I'll kill Jeff Bridges. Wow. But rather oh. than kill, I think I might just let him nap. Like, I feel like that's that's really what it should be in the stoner edition. Like, just like, don't wake them up. Uh-huh. Yeah, this How about was, you? What do you think? Uh, ooh, it's really a tough one. And I I do like that you're going to let Jeff Bridges do what um, this character in Half-Baked uh, does throughout the entire film. There is a guy who just oh, sleeps right. on the couch yes. the entire time. <laughs> right. Very nice touch. <laughs> right. That's the thing about Half-Baked. Like, to give it its due, like, it does have a lot of, like, fun, sort of crazy swings and choices. <laughs> it never feels like it adds up to a great movie, but there's a lot of great moments throughout it, which sort of, like, mm-hmm. befits, like, a stoner movie or just, like, being high, where it's just like, oh, you have a lot of great, weird, goofy thoughts that right. are fun that maybe don't stand yeah. the test of time, but in the moment are fun. Yeah, and I think it's really, that character is really a testament to, like you say, how easy it would be to live with these guys. Because, I mean, they never kick him out of the apartment. This stranger just sleeps in their couch throughout the entire movie. (laughs) Right, yeah. We still have somewhere to sit, so it's not like we're standing. And they're just like, who are you again? Yeah. Never a big deal. (laughs) Yeah, ooh, it's so so hard to say, because I do have such particular affection for Jeff Bridges in in Dickledowski. And I think Again, I would be happy to do any of that and put him in any category. You almost could go any way with this, really. I know. It's yeah. okay, so yeah, let's make this fuck Mary Let Sleep. Sure. Uh yeah, let's let's stick with that. So <laughs> kill any of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, very sweet guys. <laughs> You're too nice. Yeah. So I think it's gonna have to be um I think it's gonna be fucking Guillermo Diaz because okay. he seems like he'd be a little uh a little unreliable as a long-term partner you know but, sure potentially he, yeah yeah and he's got that dog which i you know i love dogs but that one seems like it might be a little a little dangerous to not have quite as taken care of as it should be yeah <laughs> exactly. get it and I'm not the dog's to... fault right yeah oh yeah no listen the dog came from difficult circumstances it sounds like sure, sure, <laughs> i think i'm gonna have to marry jeff bridges uh okay because I think, I mean, he's got a nice house, even if he does have a piss-covered rug, sure. you know? I think he'd be... Also, like a rug. You don't need a rug for forever. It's nice to refresh a rug every once in a while. Yeah, I can go to Pottery Barn. Come on. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and then I think I'm going to let Cal Penn sleep, because if I remember correctly, he's 
pretty young in the movie. And like I they said, young, yeah. I just can't get on board with anyone too young these days. Yeah, yeah. That's smart. <laughs> I'm talking like I'm like 60 years old, like I'm 31. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like you're going to be, yeah. <laughs> okay, Mrs. Robinson. All right. <laughs> yeah. Though, yeah, it would be, I think uh, his character's age in that movie, I think would be like Anne Bancroft and uh, Dustin Hoffman because he was like pretty old in that movie. <laughs> and right, she yeah. Was, like, she was like five years older or something. Right. <laughs> right. Well, that's also the fun thing about movies in those in that time. Like someone's like twenty five and they look like forty, because right. <laughs> they also didn't know anything about skincare back then either. No one was wearing sunscreen. Oh my no. god! I love- <laughs> and all that cigarette smoke just yeah, aging them. Cigs, no sunscreen. I love in like old yeah. plays. Like there's in um, in Private Lives. There's like a line about yeah. how like oh I can't wait to go to the beach and get absolutely sunburned. <laughs> I'm like oh god, lady. <laughs> We need a rewrite on that. Yeah, oh, it's an SPF. <laughs> this is dangerous. Those spots are going to get. No. Exactly. Where are you? Parasol. What's wrong with you? Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Well, John, this was really, really fun. Thank you so Thank much you. for That's doing so, this. Thank you. I had so much fun. This was great. Yeah. So is there anything you'd like to plug? And where can people find you? Um, I am on Instagram at J- uh, John underscore Flynn 99. Um, but then I have my podcast tool Queens with Mark Rennie, a previous guest on this. And we uh, guests come on such as yourself yes. and we bring a movie and we figure out uh, using complex and Byzantine scoring system, figure out uh, how gay the movie is. <laughs> I have another Madonna podcast. If you're into her called the celebration celebration with a co-host with another friend of mine. And it was initially meant to be, we were just going to review all of her tours before we went and saw the celebration tour. <laughs> We were supposed to see in September. As everyone knows, that didn't happen. So we've got a bunch more episodes. We're keeping it going until we see her in March. So you can check that out. And then, again, my book, Baked, uh, Sex, Drugs, and Alternative Comedy, uh, which you can get on Amazon or on my website, johnflimcomedian.com. Oh, I love it. And as you listen to John's Madonna podcast, definitely look up pictures of Guillermo Diaz's Madonna right, tattoo. Madonna <laughs> <laughs> he's a great Madonna fan. So look it up. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> as I said, if I, if I run into him, I'm sure we're going to get along great. I think it's thieves. Sure, I can my see husband it already. Won't mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you can follow us uh, on Instagram and Twitter, uh, or X, formerly known as Twitter. I'll just uh, call it Twitter. Don't <laughs> call it X. <laughs> Listen, I really respect all of Elon Musk's choices, so I gotta go with X. You're the one. Okay. Exactly. I'm a big fan. Uh, (laughs) Follow us at Everyone is Hot Pod. That's everyone with the numeral one, not O and E. Everyone is Hot Pod. Follow us there and uh, rate us on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars or don't bother. Uh, (laughs) Well, thank you again, John. This was great. And for all the listeners, we ask that you please stay horny. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.